another exciting episode of A Legion on Zoom. What's going on, everybody? And welcome to another episode of The Legion on Zoom. As usual, this is Chez. Yo, and this is Miguel. And this is Rod. What's up? A lot of shit is up. Today's a really special fucking episode. It's a Halloween special. And in honor of All Hallows Eve, we are going to review part two. I said part two or part D of the long Halloween. This shit, like at the game real quick, I just want to say this shit was way better than part one. Way better than part one. Holy shit. Right. And I think, and not just that. So we're going to review heavily part two, the animated version of it, but we're also going to dive in into the book and compare it to that. And so we're going to probably talk a little bit about part one, just in terms of the the, the book, you know, because if y'all seeing us, hearing us right now, you can check out, I don't remember which episode it was, but we talked about Batman and the Long Halloween part one. Uh, uh, but but we haven't talked about the book because this is based off of a fucking classic, classic of Batman lore. And that's why I'm rocking my Batman shirt right now for the mood for fucking Halloween. Nice word. And since the movie's kind of recent, real quick before we dive in, spoiler alert here. <laughs> yes. Spoiler alert! Okay. Random cat action. Yes, exactly. For people <laughs> on YouTube, you know, if you're not watching us on YouTube, you, you just missed out some cat action from my cat, Esteban. Uh, Facts. Yeah, but exactly. The movie is recent because the movie came out fucking this year, right? We got two. It was a two-parter too, right? Was it all in this year. Part of this new DC animated universe that you've heard us talk about before the Superman a Man of Tomorrow movie, which was, I think, the first yeah. one that started that off. And then the Justice Society movie, too, which was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, I think that, that's definitely right? want to rewatch that one. And then these this two parter. Exactly. So this is technically the first Batman film of this universe. So which was uh, uh, pretty fucking cool to see. Uh, but whereas then the book, though, the book is not necessarily new at all. It got published originally. Nope. It was a 13 issue series published in 1996 in 1997. <laughs> right, Jesus. Yeah, I was a freshman in high school, bro. Going so, to Jim Hanley's universe. Shout out. Yo. So as I like to always bring up, what was going on when The Long Halloween got published? Selena just got killed like a year ago. She got killed in 1995. Wait. You said it was published in 96, right? Right, but Selena, Selena what, Kyle? Catwoman? No, no, <laughs> Selena. Nah, Selena, Selena, compa. Come on. We all speak Spanish. Selena. It's a heavy People were confused and shit. Like, a Selena died in 95? What the fuck? The, <laughs> Wait, the I mean. Selena Quintanilla. Selena died in 1995. Selena. <laughs> we're still all up in the AIDS epidemic and crack is happening. And I think the Bulls are like smack dab in the middle of their wild ass championship run, just for some context. Oh, that's a good context. And Rod and us are starting high school around that time. Yeah. Rod started masturbating vigorously. Yeah, we all did in the 90s. <laughs> oh, hell yeah. Facts, facts. <laughs> good yeah, times so, exploring, yeah, exactly. learning ourselves. <laughs> yeah. So that well, all that was going on during the, long, the original publishing of The Long Halloween. While listening to Selena in the back. Bitty bitty and all that. <laughs> all that. All uh, but yeah, but I think just to give a shout out too to the creators of this fucking awesome, awesome book. Because I, I never read the book itself until now. Like until the movie came out. I was like, all right, shit, man, I better check it out. And it was written by Jeff Loeb and uh, drawn amazingly, beautifully by Tim Sale. I cannot stress enough how much the art just was fucking 
beautiful for me. And it was just, it, it's so weird. It's so different. It's, it's a very unique style that I remember back in the day, I was like, I am not a big fan, but I felt sure. like in the story of the long Halloween, it just fits the creepy, you know, right. Halloween style. And for the fans that are only watching the movies, uh, they show snippets of uh, Tim Sale's artwork in the intro. And, and this, and this, the animated movies tried to somewhat model Tim Sale to a certain degree while also having their, their, you know, new style for that animated universe. Yeah, so I was that was a cool that. interplay. It was like a cool, like they tried to do a little bit of it with like Falcone and some characters like his daughter, Sophia, like very Tim Sale-esque. Um, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, Check out like, that art. It's dope. That's one thing I did kind of notice. Um, like what Rod just said that the actual animation is kind of similar to the book, like, but just a bit more advanced in a way. Um, but I was just really surprised. But like, I know that it's like a pretty dark story. This one just felt overall heavier than the first one. Mm. Like, I don't like, I don't know why there was just something about it. Like it hit the ground running, obviously, because like it's a part two. But at the same time, and also you see how this type of animation, like I know I said it looks Fisher pricey when it came to the Superman movie, but it works so well with the darker tones. Like it like it allows itself to like not be as childish. Oh, and I got a quick question. In other words, you moment. were hating and then they won you over. That's good. Yes, that's exactly it. Yeah. It's not it. It's not it. But anyway. <laughs> All right. Which Bruce Wayne is more obviously Batman? This one <laughs> or the one from season four Yo, of the animated series. Quick sidebar, right before we started recording, we we're talking about Curse of the White Knight, which I'm currently reading. And yo, that, check out that Bruce Wayne. Yo, he's like a mountain of muscle and he's grimacing all the time. Like it's a fucking Alfred and just anyway. But yeah, yeah. I, I would probably go with I mean, this one has kind of like the emo goth, like dark circles and shit. Right, because a, a, a big thing I think for the fans to know out there, because actually in both in the book and in the movie, and, and in the movie I think it's more in your face, that this is really early on in Batman. Like technically, Word. technically, it seems, I believe, like it's oh set God. in year two in the comic books. That's kind of like the idea uh, for it. And it, it seems like here in the in the movie, it's kind of like almost year one, almost, isn't it? Or year two, probably. Dude. Because I won't, I didn't love, I didn't love how they kept saying. Multiple people kept telling Batman how he's a bad detective. <laughs> I'm like, all right, which, you get it. He's learning. Which I noticed that they removed that in this one. I guess enough people had already like said it, but then their shit, like the way he got caught at certain times, was like the way Scarecrow gassed him was infuriating. But like you had to keep remembering, like, okay, he's new at this. Yeah, he's new at this. Right. He doesn't know what's coming yet. But quick side note. Scarecrow could have had him the first time he gassed him. Yo, he drew. Yo, if I was Scarecrow, I would have beat the shit out of Batman right there. Fuck <laughs> it. Like, what the fuck? Like, why would you just gas him and leave? That was so stupid. I you know, but in, you're getting like, ahead of us. <laughs> no, 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 I was gonna say, like, in fairness, like everyone's new at this. I feel like, like, the only experienced people are the mobsters. Mm, you know what I mean? Like, hell yeah. The, the villains are new, I think. They ha- kind of have to be because it, it like it only makes sense. And but he'll he's such obviously a new Batman that it's infuriating. But I appreciate <laughs> it. I appreciate it. All right. So I think now to set the stage for the fans out there just to remember all this, because because you, you brought up a good point, right? Because we have uh, the rogue rogues uh, galore, right? Of, of like yeah. all the best Batman villains are on in this book, and which I love that they did it very well in the book and in the movie. 
it, but 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 it's not really about them, right? So the movie and the book is really about the the crime boss or the crime families, right? Primarily uh, the Salvatore, no, no, right? Salvatore, uh, no, Carmine Falcone, which Pony. is the Roman, yeah. who's the main one, and then his rival, which is Sal, uh, the boss Maroni, and that they're going basically at Salvatore it. Salvatore Maroni, yeah, right, exactly. And so they're trying to, to 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 figure out, you know, keep doing their mob shit, right? Um, yeah. But then we have this holiday killer, which the whole book and the movie, to, uh, I felt it was a little bit of a less degree, is set up as a whodunit, right? It's like, who is holiday? From the very beginning, uh, you do not know. And the key thing is that they're murdering people associated with the mobsters, primarily first Falcone, Falcone, and then with Maroni on holidays, right? And so that's that's the premise. And then, you know, as Batman Jim Gordon, who's a captain, who's not Commissioner Jim Gordon at right now, and Harvey Dent, who's still the good-looking, you know, DA, played awesomely by Josh Dumont. Uh, what's his last name? Du- du- Josh Dumont. Dumont. Yeah. Yes. He's, that shit was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Good Lord. Right. Du- so they're trying to solve this murder, uh, these murders because he, it's a serial killer, right? They're the yep. serial killer is hunting uh, uh, the mob families. Uh, uh, but then at the same time, so, you know, story-wise, Joker appears, Scarecrow appears, Matt Adder, everybody fucking appears. So it's pretty fucking cool. Which, quick side note, I hate the way that they use the Matt Hatter in the story. Well, like in the cartoon, because what well, animated feature, excuse me, um, in the animated feature, because he didn't act like the Matt Hatter. He was just hitting people with shit. They're like, there was no mind control. Nobody got a play yeah. card in their head. Nobody got a band. Nobody got a hat. He all you saw was like blunt violence from the Mad Hatter. Like I didn't what? I didn't like part two. I'm on the opposite. I didn't like part two as much as I like part one. So speaking strictly oh, about the animated movies right now, right. I wrong. thought that they forced all these bad guys into the second part. The first part ends great because it ends with Batman versus the Joker. And, and it's like, it's all twisted and you know it's, it was one of their best showdowns. But then in part two, you get into it and he's fighting everybody, and it's like Damn, they kind of threw too much at this second part. And then they, they're, they have an, an alliance with each other. I'm like, nah, come on. I mean, they're all psychopaths. They're all out for themselves. I wasn't a big fan of that. I know that it happens to some degree in the book. I don't remember the book details that much. Oh my God, I'm sure you could break it down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll break it down because that's a great point because that is one of the things that differed a bit in the book. It happens, but I think it felt I, I agreed more with the story in the book, but I kind of liked how it happened in the movie just in terms of the action. But it did feel a little bit rushed. And I don't know, maybe they could have done a part three instead and then kind of slowed it down uh, to kind of bring them all in. Because in in the book, What's really cool about how are they getting involved? How are these villains starting to appear? There's a few reasons for some of them. And, you know, you mentioned the first one we get is Joker, right? And the whole idea with the Joker in the book is that he comes out in Christmas. So after this is after the first two murders, which was Halloween, the first murder, then it was Thanksgiving. And now and by that point, Joker's basically escapes Arkham. He's like, yo, fuck this. I'm on. I'm going to be the craziest motherfucker out here. So I'm going to go kill Holiday. And I'm like, that's beautiful logic <laughs> like i'm yeah. like that's that's the that joker and in the movie it wasn't exactly like that it was more like like sort of that you know but also apparently they also threw him threw him in as he might be holiday actually like there was a moment where batman's figuring out like well he escaped before the first murder and it was like a bit Wait, messy. in the movie yeah in the movie they did that damn i disagree i feel like i feel like they really showed that the joker was trying to be like gotham's 
you know, savior, whatever the fuck. I, I got that impression from their showdown. No, I got and that then, too. No, but there was a scene where Batman is talking with with uh, Alfred and figuring out who the Holiday is. And Batman, to highlight, I guess, how bad of a detective he is right now, he says like, oh, Joker is a possibility. I'm like, how is Joker hmm. a possibility? You know, when he's obviously there to kill whoever Holiday is, you know? And exactly yeah. that fight scene on the helicopter because the freaking Joker decides I'm going to gas everybody on this Christmas day, like parade thing. Uh, and then like yeah. <laughs> Batman's like, but why kill everybody? He's like, well, half of the city's here. So I got 50, 50 chance to kill. Holiday. Yeah, <laughs> and he's exactly. like, and if, and if I don't get him, I killed a bunch of innocent people, which is great. <laughs> it's that like, good old Joker logic. Yes. <laughs> Dude, there's one thing that, um, I wish they would have done like a little bit more fleshing out is the whole two phase. In- inside harvey dent thing felt like they like i feel like they didn't put much weight on that like you know what i mean like he had the inner voice it would pop out periodically but like where did it come from like all they said about harvey dent was really at one point at the end of part two was like uh like there sure some deep scars in there oh really like you don't say like yo yeah exactly i I, and i didn't so that's a big thing in which they differed between the movie and the book where in the movie, he's actually hearing his like the voice of fucking Two Face before he becomes Two Face, no? Um, and there's the you remember the indication that he had some problems from before or something. Uh, in the book, though, in the book, it is really it kind of feels like it is as much a Harvey Dent story as it is a Batman story. And it and in the book, it kind of you feel that he's just someone that's angry that he's like getting fed up with the, with the, with the, um, you know, the, the crime boss is getting away, the justice system not fucking working. And then he's reaching his, 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 you know, the fucking limit to all of that. But it's not as cartoony as like, Oh, I'm hearing voices or stuff like that, you know? Cause then eventually when we'll get to the scene where he finally gets, you know, happens to become two phase, uh, um, I don't know. It's handled a little bit like, yeah, exactly. Like, all right, now he's just, psycho <laughs> he's two-faced in the in the oh, movie also i could definitely see where and how this influenced the dark knight rises with you know like harvey Dan and like his whole backstory like certain parts the of dark pieces, knight right definitely see it yeah 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 the dark knight, you yeah. can certainly yeah you can certainly yeah. see no 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 i'm sorry i said to get the dark knight rises my bad um i'm at the dark knight yeah like where they pulled bits and pieces of the long halloween for sure 100 yeah, yeah, definitely Definitely. Now, now, I think, I don't remember if I had mentioned it, but I think I, I, I had called it that I thought that it, it was going to be the person that it was. I'm not going to say it until, you know, like we wrap or whatever, but it's so weird just the way that, I don't know, like it was odd that it, I would have appreciated at least some more hints towards who Holiday was. You know what I mean? Like they left out like it was it was legit. You get nothing. You get nothing. So it was a good who done it. Shit, it was Pops a none who done it even. Like you know was- what? You know what I, I just like recently realized too how much like Hush is a successor to this story because they're very similar. Because this part two opens up with Bruce Wayne under Ivy's spell. You know, and Hush, she gets um Clark. You know, in that right. infamous uh, showdown. Right. So I'm like, it opens up with, with uh, Poison Ivy and then Catwoman's involved and there's like a, a masked uh, murder, which was not Jason Todd, it, whatever, it was the Riddler. Um, yeah, it's just like a very similar, very similar vibe. We see you, Jeff Loeb. 
writing the and same also, story many times, but they're great, so it, we consume them. <laughs> yeah. I really wish um, that the show Mythbusters would have been around because I would have loved to see that tested putting like a, a nipple on a gun to see if it really works. Because I don't know if that was a trademark thing or was it like a technical <laughs> thing because that doesn't seem like a silencer. I heard the gunshot every time. Right. Every, no, time exactly. Holiday shot, like, every time Holiday shot somebody, I heard the right like it was obvious because for the listeners out there right because holiday the big thing for the holiday was like that he would leave the gun that he used to kill which was like a little like i think they referenced it a point twenty two pistol and that had the 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 id you know sawed off and he would he would shoot he or she would shoot um the the murder the person with what was it like those like baby bottle things right yeah, the, yeah pacifier a pa- yeah was i just a- googled it which probably put me on the fbi's watch list right now <laughs> damn i'm trying to find oh. if you can actually do this and i'm seeing some like obscure no no i'm not fucking pro gun reddits no all right and that's what we lost right up Yo, <laughs> pro gun reddits. <laughs> Damn, whole bunch of mags in there. Yo, we love. Yo, yo, I'm not, I'm not fucking with pro gun red. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, but so the, the gun, no wait, but the guns, right? And then, but he, the uh, holiday would also leave always a holiday yeah. thing, no? And so, which is cool because it also is very serial killer ish, no? Like where they kind of leave some kind of trophy, or I mean, they take a trophy and they leave their mark and and that kind of stuff. So it is, it is pretty fucking cool. I have one quick question for Miguel. Was the body count bigger in the animated movies, in the book, or was it the same? It was actually about the same. It was about oh, the same. Yeah, actually, I, I was surprised with it, too. Um, one of the things that, uh, you know, as we were talking about, like right now, with like, you know, Poison Ivy and, and, and Batman, highlighting again Batman's uh, <laughs> crappiness in the movie is that because so it part one ends with Christmas, with New Year's, ends with New Year's, yeah. where we see the 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 third murder, which is um, no the fourth murder, which uh, is Antonio Falcone, which is the son of of uh, Carmine. You know, so yeah. it's a big death. First of all, before I get into the next, that's a big ass fucking big big fucking difference because in in the book you don't really see him die. Uh, uh, but they kind of allude that he got killed and stuff. You know, you, you see the proper scenes, but you don't see the body. In the fucking movie, you see him get shot twice in front of Batman and Catwoman. Yeah. First of all, it's like, how are they not stopping Holiday? <laughs> They're just watching yeah. him. He got shot more than Words. twice. Word. Like, yeah, no, no, no. I think he was got shot twice because I think that's, well, you know, I don't know. I Actually, think it's four. He shot him three in the body, one in the head. Fuck. And Damn. then and then he Antonio falls and gets caught up by the propeller. Yeah, they're, they're on a boat, they're, they're on a yacht or some shit. And then he gets caught up uh, by the propeller very graphically. So I think this was very interesting because in the comic book, we don't really see him die. There's a reason for it. <laughs> and then and then. But here we see him die hard, hard, very, very, yeah. very much. So that's crazy because that means that they had a meeting. They were like, All right, how does he die in the book? All right, so in the movie. We're going to shoot him seven times. <laughs> then he's going to fall off the boat and get chewed up by the boat propellers. Yep. And right before that, he tries to make a move on Selena and gets dubbed. So his oh. night was ruined from the get. That's and then crazy. Batman comes out making these crazy allegations like, oh, you you were holiday. And Yo. <laughs> voiced by uh, Jensen Ackles. Just wild and reckless year one 
Batman like that. Yo. No fucks given. Yo, but Chess, you were saying that you, 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 you would have liked more hints into who Holiday was yeah, uh, like, watching. So who did you think, as you were watching the movie, who did you think potentially could be Holiday? Who are your prime uh, uh, suspects? Just going off of the way that writing goes, the wife was the most pointless character. Therefore, she was Holiday. Like, straight up. Like, like it's like, it's like she served no purpose. No purpose. None of her interactions with Harvey Dent really mattered. She didn't matter in the story. Yet they whoa, kept putting whoa. her there. Slow down. No, no, no. Dude, Slow no, no. Down. Yo, yo, yo. There was, like, aside from what happened at the end, like, up until that point, the wife was just, like, there. But I, but, but she was part, that prominent. Part of the reason why I appreciated Josh Stuhlmel's um uh, rendition of of Harvey Dent was partially his his broken marriage, and, and yeah, she was kind of like a subdued character, but she added to like his his descent into madness in a way. She was like fucked up, and they, and they were both wait. and they were fighting in front of like wait. Jim and and Barbara Gordon and shit. And, wait, he was so tight. That, like that's <laughs> Two Face got so tight at his wife that that shit contributed to his descent into madness. That's crazy. As the married as the married yeah, yeah. man in the group, I I can relate. I can see. I can see. <laughs> exactly. Respect. Respect. But that's not. But I don't mean that she was a bad character. I think you misunderstood what I was saying. Um, I meant that that was the tell that she was holiday. You know what I mean? Like, it's like almost, it's like it would have been too much if any other character was Holiday. Like, who, who, like who's going to be Holiday? All right, like, let's get, not, let's get into it. Let's get I mean? into it then. Fuck it, fuck it. Let's get into it because obviously we already did the spoiler fucking thing. So the movie reveals us that Holiday is none other than at the end, Chess's favorite character, right? Who was it, Chess? Wait, spoiler alert here. We already gave up from the beginning. Yeah. Just, say, just in hey, case her, they kept him, going. Uh, Gilda Daniel. Gilda, yeah. Yeah, I was going to say Gertrude. <laughs> Some crappy old-timey name like that. Damn, bro. Why are you being ageist? <laughs> Not ageist. It's just, in, I don't know. We don't use those names anymore that often. When's the last time you had a Gertrude? <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's one in Runaways, right? Gert? That's what they call her? In the Marvel's Runaways. Oh, maybe. Right? Yeah. Damn. I don't remember. <laughs> Not but Our for combined real, knowledge knows no bounds. How does like a little baby come out and it's like Gertrude? Like, what the fuck? But I got a question for you guys on some uh, nature versus nurture shit. Who do you think was more asked out, parentally speaking, Bruce Wayne or Carmine Falcone's kids? What do you mean? That guy. Like, like, like Bruce Wayne, like he lost his parents. So he became an orphan. That's how he was asked out. You know what I mean? Like he got fucked over by the cosmos. These kids didn't choose to be Carmine Falcone's kids. And he was a horrible father. Yeah, yeah. He, he's so an author- so, authoritarian. Yeah, so, so who had it worse? Uh, the Falcone kids. The, yeah, hands down. Hands down. The Falcone kids. That's crazy. That's deep if you think about it. Having a bad parent is, is worse than being yeah, a because. Yeah, having having an oppressive parent is worse than having like. Well, I guess you know Alfred was a father, but but most of Bruce's youth was spent like venturing the world and shit. So he kind of was like a like a legitimate orphan he, and shit. He was being epic. And I did not think you guys would have said that. That's very interesting. That's crazy. But you know what? Like I tend to agree because yo, he really fucked his kids up. That's wild, yo. Yeah. Like, and that's and, one thing that stood out to me. Like how bad of a dad fucking Carmen Falcone was. 
And actually, with that, that's perfect to connect back to the book. Because in the book, I think he was more of an asshole to some degree. Really? Yeah, because so so for so I, we, we as we, as we've been talking, I don't know if fans out there know. So both Rod and I have read the book. I recently reread it. Uh, Chess hasn't. Uh, and then, but, but we've all seen, seen the movies recently. One of the big things that I loved about the book was that, first of all, they kind of never fully, fully reveal actually who Holiday is. They kind of leave it up that it could be three people. And it kind of confirmed almost that it was three people. Whereas in the movie, they pretty much were dead set on it was Gilda and that was it. Because in the book, what happens, the first person to reveal himself as Holiday is actually Antonio, the son that we saw got killed, but chopped up by the propeller. He didn't die in the book. He, I thought that at some point. Yeah, so he didn't die. So in the book, the whole scene in Labor Day, when they have Sal uh, Maroney, that they're transporting him after he burned Dent's face, and that they, uh, in the movie, we get the scene where Harvey Dent, try, you know, Two-Face at this point, tries to kill Sal and then he doesn't kill Saul, right? But then we see Holiday appear yeah. and shoot Saul in the fucking head. <laughs> and then again, Batman just standing there, just letting all this shit happen. Uh, in the in the in the book, what happens is that Holiday attacks them, not Two Face. And then Batman, because he was undercover in the transporting of Sal Maroni, but they still kill Sal Maroni. Batman confronts him and reveals him that it's Antonio. That it was it's been Antonio all along but some of the dates don't add up and some of the evidence that we saw in the movie that they found some of the guns in harvey dent's home is yeah. also present in the book so how do you feel with that massive deviation in story like it being such an iconic massive. tale like how do you feel with them taking like all right so we're gonna take this iconic story and just change the shit out of it. Yeah, which they've been known to do. And just only because they know a big portion of the audience knows what's going to go down. So I like that when they do that, they change a few things. Enough to, for really? some like shock factor. Yeah, because, you know, we went into it kind of knowing at least who one of the potential holidays was. Because I think that scene where she's burning everything is in the comic book too, right? Mm -hmm. I, I read it a while back, but I, I vaguely remember some uh, panels from it. So but in the comic book... Part. In the comic book, they do end up confirming that Gilda was one of the holidays for a minute. And what's left up to the reader to not know, uh, to, to think about is maybe Harvey Dent was two, actually, before he became Two-Face. Because there's a scene in the book where Gilda finds the gun in the fucking, in the basement, and it's not hers. And he confronts, Har she confronts Harvey, like, why do you have this here? And he's like, oh, it's just evidence that I brought, I brought home to, to, to work with. You know, and they kind of leave it like that, like, and then because all throughout the book, the mob bosses think it's Harvey Dent. They think it's Harvey Dent killing. And that's why they try to kill him and blow up his home. But as they did in part one, yeah. uh, whereas in the in the book, uh, you know, he fakes his death, actually. And in the movie, he actually it gets injured and he's in the fucking hospital. Um, and so that's how that works out. And the reason for Gilda becoming uh, Holly is very different. But what was the very the biggest, biggest difference was Antonio, which I thought was funny because that's why in the movie they hella killed him, right? Yeah. They, like yeah. made sure okay. that he was dead. <laughs> we just want to let you guys know that he's not one of the holidays. So we're gonna un like unmake him. I think I think also I think a little bit like let's everybody who's watched it, go rewatch it. Because I think probably whoever I, I got, we got to look this up, who wrote the, the movie, 
I don't yeah. think they like that in the book. I don't think they like that Antonio was holiday in the book because after this happens, after he dies, there's a scene with Batman. I think he's talking to Alf- Alfred. And then Batman says, how could I ever have thought that it was Antonio? That was such a wrong idea. That was like a stupid thing for me to think. And it's like really down, which I felt was like, are you trying to say something to Jeff Loeb? <laughs> it was like, it was a stupid idea that it was Antonio to be holiday. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, when I yeah. with mad, like with mad conviction. Yeah, and Jeff Loeb did that did that with Hush as well, right? Because at first Hush like unbandages and it's um Harvey Dent, and then they retconned it that at one point it was Jason Todd, and you know, <laughs> poor Jeff no. Loeb. <laughs> one thing I didn't understand is, and I'm definitely hoping from some actual insight from Miguel on this. Like, I don't really get Calendar Man's role. It was like Hannibal Lecter, but kind of useless. Hey, oh, you know what I mean? Like, hell yes. I'm glad you bring I hated Calendar Man in the movie. I, I don't, I like, thank it. you. Okay. In the book, <laughs> he was so good. Cause so a big difference in the movie, uh, exactly, this Hannibal Lecter type character, uh, uh, which is Calendar Man, one of a villain of Batman, right? Kills on holidays, right? That's his whole thing. And stick. he's gorgeous. Lindo, so. yeah, yeah, like in the film, like his voice and shit's like damn. And he's like his lips are thick and shit. Like, oh no. Facts. Like no, no, no. They beast it, but right. But in the movie, they make it sound, they make they say that uh uh calendar man reaches out to Jim Gordon and Batman wanting to talk to them about the killings to provide, you know, his thoughts on it. And like, okay, that happens. But in the book, it's the other way around. Like Jim Gordon and Batman go to Calendar Man to get his thoughts. And they do really use him kind of like that to help them understand what may be happening. And he's more prominent in the book because of that. And which is really cool because Calendar Man is the first one in the book to start. He switches. He says like, oh, he will kill again. And then he'll say like in the same sentence and say like, oh, she already killed. And so, he, like, already telling you the calendar man maybe knew it was more than one person holiday. And it's a, you know, Harvey and Gilda, probably. Yeah, and maybe a but, suspect, too. Uh-huh. But, that, but that's the thing that irks me. Like, it, okay, so it's obvious that calendar man is mad isolated, straight up. How does he know any of this? Like, how does he get any of this information? He, at this point in uh, in Batman's career, Calendar Man is a better detective than he is. So he's outsourcing the detective work to Calendar Man. And, and again, I, I'm more familiar right now with the animated one. I just watched it two days ago. And I feel like that's exactly what they were using him as. Right. He was doing like the, all the deducing and shit. And then Batman's like, oh, all right. And he runs away and does the work, like the legwork. But, 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 and he but also like, voiced by uh, the guy, the fucking Pope. Jensen Ackles, bro. Oh no! Oh oh! Oh, no, oh, oh, calendar man. oh shit! Yeah yeah yeah. David Dasmalkian. I'm pronouncing his name right. Oh shit! That's Pokemon Man from Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, nice. that, that gorgeous calendar man. <laughs> yeah, that's epic. That's crazy. Um, but it's like, it, like, I still don't get it. It's like, were they giving him all the information? What's Calendar Man's power? Like, you know what I mean? Like, what's his ability? Like, what he knows dates very well. Like, but 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 it's like it's like. He didn't know that Harvey Dent was married unless they had told them. You know what I mean? It's like it's he seemed very removed from the situation. Yo, and the yes. irony, real quick, in the Suicide Squad, doesn't the calendar man call call Pokemon Pokemon man like a little pussy or some shit? <laughs> yeah, like, you little yeah. pussy. <laughs> He's in the fucking Suicide yeah. Squad movie, yeah, played by some other comedian dude. But anyway, Wait, go, ahead, go ahead. Calendar man. 
he's, no, in no. A, he's in Suicide Squad for like a second, like when, <laughs> when they're at the beginning, when they're all in the Oh, yeah, you're right. Cell. You're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably did that you're shit on purpose. Pussy. Going gun. <laughs> yeah, he probably definitely did that shit on purpose. But, you know, it's like he seemed too removed to make sense in the story. Like, it's weird to me. It's like, unless they were telling him everything. So Batman and Gordon are like, all right, so... Harvey Dent is married and he's having marital problems. So we think it might be his wife because there's no way he should be able to deduce that. That's weird. You get what I mean? Like the fact that he would My say bad. she even in the book. Right. That's horrible. Facts. That's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, it's just very odd to me. Like I, my brain can't make that reconciliation. Like how would calendar man even know Harvey Dent is married? That well, first, oh, I well, some of stuff like that, I feel like that's just public knowledge, no? Like, and he has newspapers, and you see his wall is covered in newspapers, so I'm sure some of that is public knowledge. And he's reading up on the murders. I'm assuming Arkham Asylum gets subscribed to the yeah. Gotham Gazette. I don't know, man. <laughs> It'll be... On the Lolo, his role, filth. and then, and then another grief I have is like, <laughs> I because like there's Fuck. certain things that they just didn't flesh out. Like, what are you gonna die? Are you dying? What happened to Rod? <laughs> Not Am going. I frozen? Uh, no, no, you're good. Nah, we good. Can you hear oh. us? God damn. Now I froze, oh, I froze the... on, on my end. Oh. I froze. Oh, damn. Are we, like at, are we like at the mercy of the elements right now? I know. But for the people be. out there knowing we're recording right now where we have a full-on flash flood effect. We're going to hit. Apparently, we're going to get hit by a storm. And and so, obviously, everybody, all of you who are New Yorkers out there, stay safe. Well, by the time you're reading this, you either were flooded. I mean, hearing this, you were flooded or not. I hope you weren't. Then. And then, but also on another note, there's a fucking Nor'easter coming. And look at what we're doing for you people. More importantly, we're on our mics, fucking breaking down Batman to the Hell deepest yeah. levels possible while putting our lives in danger, hooked up to all this electronic equipment. That's this right. shit is not okay, but we do it for you. Because we love you and we want you to have a special Halloween fucking weekend, man. This is the Facts. second Halloween of the pandemic, you know? So it's like, come on. Hey, we need yeah. this joy. So we need you to, if you've seen the movie, read the books, listening to us right now, you know, but then go revisit it after, you know, to see if you agree with all our shit. So continue. Word. And see if you agree with all of, of Chess's anger. <laughs> towards Facts. Of which, yeah. which I digress. That, that, also, uh, quickly. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. Because I was going to say, like, I had one more beef that, like, it's just certain things. They left too many unanswered questions. I don't really understand Solomon Grundy's role. I don't get it. What's his point? Like, what? Like, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. I think Solomon Grundy <laughs> actually in both the book and the movie kind of serves as just like one, a fun character, you know, that's just like, oh, he's there in the sewers and careful. But a big thing, I think, is that thanks to Grundy, kind of is the catalyst for um, for Harvey Dent to choose to become Two-Face. Because when Harvey, in both in the film and the book, when Harvey Dent is fucking scarred by the acid and he escapes the hospital uh, and then ends up in the sewers, he, he meets Grundy and Grundy repeating, as always, you know, the, the Solomon Grundy born on a Monday. And then Harvey repeats the rest of the thing, which is like the story of how then I think on Friday or something he gets no on Thursday, he gets sick on Friday. He dies on Saturday. He's like buried or something, something like that. That's how the story goes. And and it for him, then he starts to think like, 
oh, well, if you were reborn, so that's a possibility. We can start again. We can have a new beginning. We can become something else. And then he removes the bandages of his face and he's like, uh, born on a Monday. Yeah. And so that's like, I think it just served for that, like to, to be the catalyst for Two-Face to become Two-Face. That, uh. <laughs> like i enjoy the story so much i don't like senseless shit just thrown in my face like you know what i mean like bro you're uh, watching a batman movie relax you're gonna see I a lot to, of senseless shit thrown at you i mean no so like it's, i have it's a man dressed in a bat suit <laughs> i mean i be, being a fan of this new iteration of the dc animated universe i want to see as many characters as possible that being said i didn't like how they flooded because the team up with Two-Face and Solomon Grundy was was awesome because, you know, they introduced him in the first movie. He comes yeah. back as his muscle here. It was cool. But then when he gets Matt Hatter, um, fucking Scarecrow and whatever, he has a whole squad. I'm like, whoa, whoa, when did this go down? Like, these are too, too many characters. And then it breaks down, it breaks um, down into a big showdown at the end, a big battle royale. Right. It's just what is it? Just Batman and, and Catwoman versus like a squad. Right. I, I wasn't a huge fan of that. It's a it's an entertaining scene. Yes. But to me, I think that was the flaw. And, and I guess it does kind of play into like using too many characters and stuff. But but all in all, though, it, it was a cool movie, except for that. And also quick uh, Batman jerk moment. How about at the end when Catwoman is holding Sophia off the ledge for a good like five seconds? Right. <laughs> And Batman is with a dead um, Carmine uh, Falcone. Dying, or dying, dying. dying. He was dead, dead already? No, no. he died after. I hate oh. it because I was stupid, right? Because in, in, the, in the movie, right, we had, this is the, uh, the, uh, the scene when Two-Face brings all the fucking villains there and he ends up shooting twice because it's Two-Face, yeah. the uh, uh, Carmine. But no, in the movie, it the shoots head, him like in yo. the neck or something because Batman's holding his neck like that to, as to stop the bleeding. Ah, okay, like, okay, okay. Like, yeah. I thought he was dead already, but okay. Damn, you imagine he's just watching them hang while holding the dead body, man. But obviously. I'm saying like he's probably no, he was dying. Dead. And then no, no, you got no, no, like but... Catwoman, you got your, your boo holding this like 250 pound woman who's Yalik. I'm like, yo, it, save them. Like, like no, but, know, anyway, that, that was kind see, of weird. No, I agree. See, but, <laughs> I agree. but that's, that's where you're missing, like, all the subtle nuance. Like, he like he has his life in his hands, just like his father did. And then he's getting the flashback with the coin. Oh, yeah. Yo, like, th- yeah, there yeah, was yeah. a lot of shit going on. Yo, nah, man, nah, nah. Fucked up, dude. Like, wait, man, he was frozen a few times in the long Halloween, just Lord, like watching. Which, wait, by the way, we just I don't agree. I don't agree with him to get going to Crime Alley and like taking off his mask with the fear gas. Like he could have passed out with the mask on. He's like, like I'm Bruce Wayne. Like, you know what I mean? Like that, that was a little bit extra. Wait, but you British though. My bad. <laughs> I, I get British when I'm like very upset. <laughs> but that last fight scene at the end, I almost kind of felt like one. Catwoman was a hair out of her lane fighting so many villains at the same time. Like, she's, like, she's not, she's mega skilled, yes. But, like, that? She was doing superhuman shit. Like, borderline. Like, that shit was crazy. And I don't understand why they didn't let out Calendar Man out of Gotham. Who was it? I think it was Scarecrow that said, like, uh, there's someone who's not invited. Why didn't they let out Calendar Man? 
That's a good and point. Who, That's a good like, point. Who, I think like, because that, who let all the villains out? That, well, so in that happened the same way in the book because I think in the movie it was also it was Harvey Two Face. Two Face ex- released all the villains. Ah, okay. Uh, to to go attack uh, Carmine because I think uh, in the book the way I understood it. Which also made more sense because you're right, because Rod, you're right. Like, you know, in the movie, they kind of just brought in all the villains, kind of kind of like shoehorn them in without any big explanation. In the book, it's a little bit more um, a, a nuance in which they eventually reveal that as, you know, when Poison Ivy comes out uh, and, and then Scarecrow comes out, is that they're all working for Carmine. And that Carmine crossed the line that because apparently like in the mafia, you, know, you don't work with the crazies like that. But he's like, you know, nah, things are getting harder. We have, I have to recruit yeah. these people, and so he's working with them now, which ends up coming bite him in the ass. Which I think that's why then Two Face says like, fuck it, we're the new group of villains here. Fuck the mob. I'm gonna bring them all in to finally get rid of the mob. Which because at least in the book, which I hated this whole thing in the movie about Bruce Wayne as a kid with Carmine, and I, that's stupid. In the in the book. He just dies. Like he gets shot twice by Two Face, and he's dead. And it, and it happens super quickly before Batman and Catwoman can do uh, anything about it. And also in the book, Catwoman's actually recruited originally with Two Face. Actually, so when Batman arrives to kick ass, he then is able. Catwoman's like, "All right, cool, I'll help you then." <laughs> but which is on the because in the book, Catwoman's not really. We don't really know what the hell is going on with her. Like, why is she intrigued with all of this stuff? And an interesting side note, um, that one thing that I had on my mind for a while, which I literally just had on the tip of my tongue, and as soon as I started talking, I freaking <laughs> forgot. Damn it! It was a good point, though. It was a, it was a very good point. But that fight at the end was definitely awesome. That's yeah. what I keep coming back to. I'll start talking shit again when it comes back. To me. <laughs> It'll come back. It'll come back. But like, all right. So, but one of the other things I wanted to bring up, right, was the 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 big reveal that Gilda Gilda was the the holiday in the movie, and in the book it happens too. The reasons behind it are very fucking different. I don't know if Rod, if you remember, really, yeah. So, because in the movie, right, the whole I was going to ask you about that is that they start to give us a little bit of. First of all, they hold they start, you know, because I agree with Chess. Like a lot of times when Gilda's in the scene, is is always just about like, oh, how she's like sad and like she can't have kids, and it's like they really kind of like. And she says, like, I'm broken a lot. Like, we don't know what happened to her. And it's, like, complicated. And eventually, at the end, they kind of end up finding out that, oh, she actually went to Oxford, where Antonio went to Oxford, who got, you know, very much killed in the movie, not in the book. And that she she got pregnant. And then, I guess, for whatever reason, the Falcone, you know, uh, Carmine didn't want them to have a kid. I don't know why. And I guess had her undergo like some kind of crazy illegal abortion or some kind of horrible thing that left her unable to have a kid again. And so in the movie, it's it's about her basically then enacting revenge against the Falcones, right? Because she even says that she married Harvey yeah. then just out of utility because she thought that Harvey would be able to... That was fucked up. Yeah, exactly. It's like, fuck. That was fucked up. <laughs> Damn, like, 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 like if, Harvey did it, if Harvey didn't need more shit, Oh, and I just remembered what I was going to say. Yeah, see, weed doesn't have your brain. <laughs> um, so that everything you said about, like, that, um, about Carmen Falcone hiring the crazies and uh, it being like, that's another way that I see it influenced the Dark Knight. Because that was part of it, too. 
when all the mobsters have the meeting with the Joker and he offers them a job to kill Batman. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm starting to see that the long Halloween influenced the Dark Knight way more than I ever thought. Like, yeah. oh shit. Like it took a lot of things out and like, oh, like that's fucking crazy. That's fucking nuts. But yeah, that thing about you know, fucking when she said that about Harvey Dent, and I feel like they just glossed over that part too. Like, yeah, no, like she said, like the marriage just I married the guy who had the best chance. Of, like, damn. Yeah, but dude. but also in the movie, it's for those exact reasons, Miguel, you just mentioned that that she had a relationship with and oh, was it Antonio? No, that's the movie. I, I explained the movie. I didn't explain the book yet. Oh, oh okay, yeah. wait, go ahead, go ahead. So no, that's the movie reason, right? So it's yeah. all about her enacting revenge, and then that's why she's yeah. like, "Yo, fuck Harvey." Then he was just a you know a pawn in my scheme, in which the, makes sense. And is savage, savage. <laughs> And in the but in the book, it's the whole fucking opposite. She's actually doing it out of love for Harvey. So mm-hmm. they had something happen where they, you know, she had a miscarriage or something, which explains why she's using the pacifier thing. Oh, um, you know, which I guess in the movie that's why she, you know she can't have kids, and that's why she's using the pacifier uh, to, to, as as the come on, the silencer. Uh, should have said that. But in the book she ends up telling especially at the end because she's like fed up with Harvey because he's like he that she's seeing him lose himself becoming two-faced before yeah. two-faced like he's just completely consumed by killing the falcones and i mean not killing the falcones but by stopping the crime uh that she ends up kind of snapping herself and taking the means into her own end with the because she but she was wanting to do it for him because she loved him and wanted them to be together and like stop this like uh, mafia nonsense. And so very fucking different reasons. Like, so she loved Harvey for real in the book and did it for him versus, you know, doing it for herself and fuck Harvey. I am shocked by how much they can make that 180 work. (laughs) Which one do you guys prefer? I don't know, bro. That's crazy. Damn. What do you prefer? I like the book for me personally the more because that because that also works with why antonio was also holiday she's holiday and why potentially harvey was holiday too because they told us how he's starting to lose it before yeah, you know and so they all make mad sense it, it connects that way it wouldn't have worked in the movie that way like i i think unless they did it exactly as in the book but i don't know rod what what, what do you prefer i don't know i was thinking about it I, i'm not sure like, what do you think? I'll give you some time. I not having read the book, I'll still say I prefer the book one because that line in the movie. Think about this for a second, practically and logistically. I moved to Gotham and I married the man who stood the best chance of giving me the vengeance I wanted. That's Yo. fucking stupid. That's kind of stupid on the low. Yeah, like, no, like come on. It, it sounds epic, but it's like, how the fuck did you pick a guy who's going to become the DA and face the mob one-on-one? How'd you know that was going to happen? That like that doesn't make any sense, doesn't make realistically any sense. speaking. If you break down that one sentence, it tears that whole shit apart. So I definitely go with the book one. Way better written. Because that shit, damn, like it links up. Like it's, it's, it's airtight. And I feel for Harvey. I agree 100% with what you just said. But as I just feel bad for him because you could tell that he does care about Gilda in the movie. And, and, and then because then, for, for instance, in the movie, when we have that scene where he, where he and Solomon Grundy attack uh, Sal Maroney as he's being transported by Gordon. And, you know, Jim tells him, 
we know your holiday or something like that. He tells him, we found the guns in your basement. Harvey gets it. He immediately realizes it's Gilda. Gilda is holiday. And, and then Gilda kills fucking Maroney. But then you see in that moment, uh, Batman tries to go after holiday and he just screams with passion. No, it <laughs> just lunges against Batman and starts to beat the shit out of Batman. And I'm like, no, oh, that's love. Rod, still Booker movie. Nah, I'm gonna stay neutral because oh, it's because I like that the movie does that because I I knew what was gonna go down, and I like that they made it new to me. Like while also again interweaving it into a, a brand new like narrative. I'm I, they're both dope. Just just why not both? Straight up. Damn. No, yeah, 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 yeah. Why not both? Right. <laughs> And also, quick question, because um, we didn't cover like in detail like the very beginning of the movie. Do you think Poison Ivy had Bruce Wayne bathe in those three months or no? Had him bathing? Yeah, like, well, she just came out dirty like that for three months. <laughs> just, like, did she make him shower? Wait, wait, where, where was Alfred during this? I forgot. No, he, they, they, I thought the same thing, but there's a... Scene. He had a rope, too. I think. He had a rope, too. He was under, under the... Oh, okay, got it, got it, okay. Yeah, they covered that. I thought Cause, yeah, because because if Bruce was in showering, he would smell him instantly. <laughs> well, and everybody, right? Because we, obviously, in the movie, we see that, you know, Falcone hired Ivy to then basically give all his assets of the Wayne industry to um, yeah. Falcone. Because in, 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 in the movie, I think they kind of alluded, but I think in the book, it was more because the whole idea there is that, you know, Falcone wanted Bruce Wayne to launder the money. And Bruce Wayne was like, nah, fuck that. We're not. And, you know, because even the, the, the way the, the whole thing starts is very different because the book starts with Batman, you know, Bruce Wayne at this party with Falcone where Falcone asks him to do this. And he's like, nah, fuck that. Batman then comes back to the party, gets the ledger, finds out who's the person in charge of the bank and then goes to the as Batman to the bank of whatever president or whatever it may be and yeah. scares him to stop laundering money for the Falcones. And so then the guy resigns and Bruce Wayne becomes like in charge of the bank. Uh, and, but so, but in the book, that's the first murder from like Falcone kills that bank person, uh, which is the, uh, it was the BD that killed him. The first guy who ends up getting killed by holiday in the, sh- in the, in the bath, the first, the very first murder. And so that's how it's happened in the book, you know, because then that's why you link from the very beginning in the book that it was Harvey Dent, maybe because they were angry that they got rid of, you know, this person that was potentially going to help the case and that kind of stuff. And so I forgot why I went on this tangent. <laughs> but... <laughs> that's up. You got lost in your own knowledge. Because yeah. we're talking about the three months of Bruce Wayne. And oh, yeah, yeah. Where Bruce Wayne being thinking dirty in the middle. Oh, right. Because it was, it was the, for the laundering the money kind of thing, right? But in so that's the thing that pissed me off. Because, right? Because how bad is this Batman? He was under Ivy's spell for three months. months. In, the, in the book, it was only from Valentine's Day to St. Patrick's Day where he was under the spell. So it's a matter of weeks. It's like that's, a month, yeah. Not even a month, is it? Like, yeah, is, it a, is it a full month? Yeah. Maybe, well, probably Almost, three weeks, yeah, yeah. you know, right? Give yeah. or take, yeah, yeah. But that, you know, 90 days, that's yeah. crazy. Yeah, okay, now. <laughs> that's not too much. But that, that's wild, dude. Like, like, no, think about it. Would you respect that Batman after everything we've said? No. That, then he was no, under, no. and then I'm assuming, how did Gordon feel <laughs> lighting up the bat signal, like, 
for three months right. and like uh, yeah, he never uh, showed up what's happening here and once again another point like why did scarecrow pick to the day that he got released from ivy to escape if he would have done that a, a day before he would have been scot-free he would have done that shit a week ago he would have been good no he wants to escape arkham the day batman gets released from poison ivy like a dumbass and then after he gasses him he still doesn't hit him actually got me tight but anyway um i had a question from a girl so um in the book does anyone get arrested for being holiday like does anyone go down oh yes so that's because that got me tight in the movie that was so stupid oh my god you're right right because in the as we're saying that we find out in the movie that it's gilda uh holiday and then batman confronts her at the end and then batman's just like all right, cool. Peace out. <laughs> Good luck with your life. And just leaves her be. In the book, as I said, like they, they capture Holiday and ends up showing us that it's Antonio, right? And so we, we know at least Antonio is Holiday for some yeah. of the murders. And we don't, we're not really super sure because in the book, Batman doesn't confront Gilda. We see Gilda confessing to be Holiday in an epilogue. You know, as she's because she's burning the evidence and then she says all the stuff I said that she did it for Harvey and all that kind of stuff. And Batman doesn't know. So then, all right, that's he's not that great of a detective, but not as bad as in the movie. But in the book, uh, they end up telling us that uh, uh, Antonio Falcone, oh, because it's really cool because, you know, Carmine goes to him and says, like, I'm sorry for having been a bad dad. You know, like, you know, like I got you, like just just confess to the murder of Sal Maroney. Don't confess to the, any of the other holiday ones and I'll get you out. I'll get you out like that. It's no problem. And this is what's cool because then Antonio's like, nah, fuck that. He's like, I don't give a fuck about the mob. I'm like, the mob is that it's all about this next level villains to become super yeah. villains. He's like, so I am holiday now. He's like, I am not Antonio Falcone. I'm on holiday. And he's like yeah. going nuts, which I think kind of shows with, with the death of Carmen Falcone that this is how like the mafia stops being such a big problem. It's all about the supervillains, you know, that finally they're the actually big bad guys. And so apparently they say that, you know, uh, Antonio is arrested and he's going to be uh, sentenced to death. That's kind of how they leave the book. But you see, like, I would have appreciated even some closure because oh, it's like, God. did year one Batman just let somebody with mad bodies go? This lady has a year's worth of bodies. Even counting on St. Patrick's Day, she killed what, like four or five people in front of the building. That's crazy. You know, they that killed was... mad groups of people. <laughs> she just walked away. And then, like, only says, like, I need to know how it is done. Fuck out of here. Lock her up. She belongs in Arkham. <laughs> like, what are you doing? Like, he, like, he, he just assumes. Yo, he literally takes her word at face value that she's never going to commit murder after committing dozens. Fuck. Oh, my God. Yo, fuck year one Batman. You know? God. <laughs> Yo, exactly. Because that's why, at least in the book, we get that resolution with Antonio going to prison. We know. And Harvey Dent is in our, you know, Two-Face is in because is in, is in, Two-Face also kind of like well, he killed Mar- uh, Falcone at the end. Same thing as in the movie. So he's going to jail for that. So we get a little bit of closure because of that. Uh, and something that I, I thought was cool in the book was I was reading that in uh, the deluxe edition of the, of the Long Halloween, yeah. which th- this wasn't included in the book, but they never really, wa- they kind of left it up in the air that they were going to kill Antonio Falcone, whose holiday, quote unquote, in the DC comic book really 
world right now. Um, but there was they wrote additional pages that would never made it to the book that had him actually. Well, yeah, they deemed him insane, so they sent him to Arkham. So they, yeah. they didn't kill him. And there's these scenes that so awesome sketches by Tim Sale of the cell that he was in was right in front of Calendar Man, and that they're basically oh. just talking nice. shit to each other saying dates of holidays and shit like that and it's like oh that's awesome like like another calendar man i'm like yo there's like let's i want to see what happens next man dude that is infinitely better than the way it ended by him just letting a mass murderer go but i that think he insane. lets he lets her slide in the comic book too that same scene is in the comic what is no, but still like right with um Gilda. does he know in the comic? Because I don't think Miguel mentioned that. No, no, in the comic, I don't think Batman found if I remember correctly, Batman doesn't he he kind of I think he, that same scene where she's burning things and then he walks away. No, the, the they scene do, of her burning the things together. No, they do a, they do a scene where because he's thinking that Harvey Dent is uh holiday. And because that's the thing, we are left thinking there's enough evidence that it might have been it might have been Harvey Dent. But the scene at the very end in the basement where Gilda is destroying things, uh, the evidence, that's on her own. Batman's not there for that. So Batman didn't oh, catch that okay. Gilda was. I think Batman ends up thinking that it was Antonio and Harvey and that's it. Because even at the end, uh, Batman says to Jim Gordon, which I think is similar to uh, what happened in the movie, that Jim, uh, Batman tells uh, Jim that harvey was holiday because like look like he killed uh carmine falcone on halloween on the last halloween you know so he's like still with the same kind of gun that that he was using before so but yeah no batman gilda gets off scot free in the book damn that's crazy dude oh yo i literally just had a theory right now it just popped into my head what if and it's because just due to the lack of explanation like it kind of seems like it has to be that what if the break inside Harvey Dent is because he knew about Gilda the entire time? You get what I'm saying? Because he has to chase Holiday, but he doesn't want to arrest his wife. And he knows from the get. So the whole time, it's kind of like when you start like to rip a piece of paper, it just gets more ripped. You know what I mean? So it just gets worse and worse and worse and worse and worse because it becomes more and more and more obvious that it's his wife. Like in the I book, just thought of that. Or, or, or like in the book. No, no, no. Even in the cartoon, because in the cartoon, that's how it, it, it seemed to me. Like animated cartoon, feature. An, yeah, yeah, animated feature. In the in the film. <laughs> um, I thought I had one of the questions answered real quick until you mentioned something that is like, okay, that would explain how Two-Face becomes like the new mob king of Gotham. He killed Falcone. The, that world follows that, but then no, in the comics, it was the sun, which took that away. But then it's like they never really explained Two-Face, but what if because Two-Face knew the entire, because Harvey knew the entire time, and that literally ripped him at the, like, psychological scenes. I like that. I like that. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yo, I like that. But in, in the book, it is Two-Face that kills Falcone, though. It is, uh, although Antonio Oh, shit. Is, okay, 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 okay. Antonio is so, in prison that, because he's holiday, but at that point, Harvey already became Two-Face, and he's still, because in the book, it, I do believe that Harvey then was about stopping the mafia. And so he finally does it. And so that's why, because at oh, the yeah. end, he turns himself in willfully to Jim Gordon and Batman because he's like, I did it. I ended it. Now put me away. It's like, damn. Thanks. Shit. The one thing I wanted to ask before we wrap up, I wanted to get your thoughts, especially you, Chaz, because you've had a lot of hate about things not making sense. We do have this scene in the movie where 
uh, Harvey Dent, when he when he gets splashed with the acid, it's because he's he's um at court, right? Um, como se dice, getting the testimony of yeah, uh, Sal Maroney, who mm-hmm. said that he was going to confess because he thought that Holiday was a part of uh, como se llama the Falcone, blah blah. But it was yeah. all a ruse uh, to just because he thought Harvey Dent was to Holiday him, yeah. and to get him right, and he drew fucking threw acid in his face, right? Yeah. How the fuck did he walk into a courthouse? Fucking after being like fucking like with acid, like in I thought about the same thing. I'm like, dude, I had to rewind that. I'm like, did I miss something? Did I miss a scene where they showed him past getting the bottle passed? Like, what? In the book, they explain that perfectly. Come on. In man. the book, in the book, what ends up happening? Another very, very because actually the last fucking person Two Face kills after uh, Falcone in the book is his assistant. In through all throughout the fucking book, the DA Harvey Dent has a, his assistant that's working for the mob, who's oh. working for Falcone. And so, right when when Maroni is about to walk in into the courthouse, uh, uh, this uh, the the assistant gives him something for his ulcers, right, quote unquote. Yeah, you know, telling him this is you know, hey, it's from Falcone for for your ulcer, knowing you know that he knows what yeah. needs to be done, and so. That's how he, I'm like, that makes sense. He fucking passed it after he did all yep. the fucking security and all that kind of stuff, yep. you know, so the DA's assistant, man. And so that's why at the very end in the book, after Two-Face has this big ass thing with all the supervillains, he ends up killing Falcone. He then goes to the assistant's office and kills the assistant because he's see, like, motherfucker. I'm like, that, that makes so much sense. Bro, so you see what I'm saying? Like these explanations are like borderline orgasmic in their logic. Like, oh, this makes so much sense. Thank you for that. God. <laughs> All right, now, so, like, I wonder, we... like, I want, wait, like, I just, I wonder, like, why would they change it so much, right? Like that, like, why? Or, or why in they... this case, remove things. Yeah, I mean, granted, like... they did stretch it into a two-parter. Jesus Christ, that shit was lit. It's on HBO Max. That was lit. Uh, so if you if you have a subscription, go watch it. Um, oh, well, forget all the hate. It's it's one of, it's one of the better made. No, yes. It's yeah, a dude, great, which, I'm glad that they held off on this one, right? Because fans have been wanting this animated version for a for while. For a minute. Yeah, you're right. right. They made you're Dark Knight right. Returns, The Killing Joke. Okay, what's next? All the classics got to come out animated. And they, they made this one a two-parter. As you can see by uh, Miguel's explanation, it's a great big story. And as m- most cases, the book will always give you way more detail than the and, and the feature will can, can, can ever will, even if it's a two-parter. So that being said, shall we rate... Wait, 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 wait. Words out of my mouth. Wait, wait, wait. Before we rate, just because we said something, I just, I just remember one last thing actually. Because we're talking about, yeah, you're right. One thing is that they remove things like the the assistant, and then they added things, right? Like the whole backstory for Gilda, yeah. which isn't so much of a like adding. They just switched it, right? From the story from the book from this sort yeah. of year, they switched it. One thing they did straight up add that was not in the book at all. I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on. Catwoman's story in the book in the movie it was all about like how like uh Falcone might have been her dad right and that's that's what I got in in, that's why she's in this in the book they don't they they kind of leave it up in the air you don't really know why she's involved they kind of tell there's a sign a line where she says like maybe I'm doing it because like I like all this is fun maybe I'm doing it because I want to be close to you Batman because you're here you're doing this and she knows it's Bruce Wayne and then, or she's like, maybe, maybe it's none of your business, and that's it. It's like, oh shit, okay. What so do you they think ironically, they like ironically added that, like as opposed to taking shit away, they added that in there. I like, I actually enjoyed that. That that's good. I like that. 
that's pretty dope like like it would make for some reason it like it clicks to me that selena kyle is like a mob princess who's an orphan in a way and she resents it like kind of like a hundred but not really yeah Yeah. but Uh, not really though because like like she didn't know i guess you know like you know what i mean like on some shit like she's looking for her parents and it yeah. turns out that it's gar- like i like that i like that I, yeah, yeah that, that part definitely felt shoehorned it felt weird yeah, yeah. because i actually like, enjoyed that because she was an orphan right which means that she didn't know her mom but yet she knew i, I it was it was weird but I, it was just like five seconds of the movie anyways i was like whatever and, and also uh, cool things about this um uh both features and i mentioned it when we reviewed the first one was that I think we're going to see a lot of these things in the movie, like the first chase between Batman and Catwoman, you know, like when they're like unmasking each other in their romance yeah. building. I think we're going to see all this shit in the in the Batman. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so honestly speaking, I give it a solid eight. This shit felt like an eight. A heavy Rod. eight. What's up? Yeah, it's rated R, which is cool, right? So... We got yeah. an F-bomb at the end. And also, which is why the body count is the same between the book and the movie. Ah, word. It makes sense, no? If it's fucking rated R. Props to DC for that. Damn. Yeah, I'm so glad to get like R-rated fucking adult. Yes, I mean, kids indeed. can watch it, right? I don't think this is like... Yes, like it's not that bad. Like, dude, they see worse on their own with their phones. Yeah, yeah. No, and, I, and I and I that's, think that's most undeniable. other most other like for instance like what like none of the Disney Plus shows are like rated R right like they're less and many people die anyway they, you just don't see them die, bro Falcon you know? went a like... shoulder Falcon <laughs> went to surgery people were getting straight shot yeah raw bullets and flesh yeah it's crazy if you want to see mass murder animated go watch Invincible oh, on this one nice. you get like classy like. Like you get a shot of like dead bodies popping each other, like that, you get murdered. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't get any because because Invincible gets gory <laughs> with the killings. Word. I'm gonna go with seven. Getting, I'm gonna go with seven. Oh, really? Five. But I I, wow. I think they fucked it up. I, I thought that to make that last scene impactful, you didn't need to have Scarecrow Pe- Penguin. What the fuck was he doing? Oh, I thought there? that. I thought the same thing. I'm what glad the I'm fuck crazy. was he doing in there? I was going to think about saying that and I forgot. He, he explained his whole conversation. Nobody mentioned him. That's because, how irrelevant he was. Exactly. And, 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 <laughs> I'll say that's one thing that's the same in the book, actually. In the book, I don't, I, I'll, I'll double check it. I'll triple check it. But like, I, I think it's just because like Joker got a story. Scarecrow got a story. Poison Ivy got a story. And then at the end, and Mad Hatter a little bit in the book, it was kind of the same as just Chess said it. Like they they really didn't use like I feel like Falcone hired Mad Hatter not knowing what he does. <laughs> like Word. like he hired him first, and he'll control everybody too. Like Poison Ivy, like it'll be fine. Uh, uh, and, and then all of a sudden at the end, we saw we see there's a in the shot in the in the and we'll we'll, we'll have it up, you know where <laughs> Falcone is confronted by all the villains. The penguin is there. It's like oh hey penguin. What's up? <laughs> Why? <laughs> What's your rating, Migs? I I'm gonna give it an eight too. Ah yes. Yeah, because as much as I as, as much yeah. as I talk shit about it right now, especially because I re- so what was funny because I saw part one first and then I read the book, and then I saw part two and I fucking liked it and it was fun and all that and but then. I then I reread the book and I noticed more of the inconsistencies. And I was like, oh shit, like so much stuff changed. 
but I still enjoyed it, you know. Like, and I watched it Max. what two times, like that. That's that's yeah, a it lot, was definitely you know? dope. <laughs> it was definitely dope. It was, and I think because of the long Halloween. I'm becoming a convert to this new DC universe. Yo, but it took and, the long Halloween. And actually, and with all that, because now bringing it back, bringing it back to this is the first Batman film of this DC universe animated film movie. Did you guys all see the the, the after credits scene? Yeah, I saw oh, that. Oh, yeah, I forgot to rewatch it. Yeah, no, yeah, the Flash yeah. and Green Arrow. Yeah. And, and, and Green Arrow, yeah. yeah. So Justice League movie. So it, w- that was mad cool. It's it's super short. It's nothing, right? It's just like, you know, yeah. fucking, I think it's still Halloween because it ends on Halloween. And then, you know, we just have the Flash and Green Arrow show up at the mansion, which I was wondering, though, we haven't seen Green Arrow, though, in nope. these movies yet. It'd right? be crazy if they give us a Green Arrow appearance. feature. Oh, It'd that connects us. I love it. I'd love It'd be it. dope if we get a Green Arrow feature. And also, before we had just a quick thought, um, please correct me if I'm wrong, but none iteration of the classics have we ever gotten an animated feature of Nightfall, right? Mm-mm. That'd oh, be no. fucking dope if we got that. This would be the universe to do it. Break Batman's back while he's young. Yo, but like wait, Rod was, was saying, that... you're... Wait, what? Yeah, I'm trying to think of, was that on their, like, their, what do they call it, their schedule? No, no, no. Let me check. I'll check. Oh, okay. What? But Wait. yeah, but like Rod was saying about like all these key Batman films have been made, and and but you can tell that they're waiting in their because when they did Dark Knight Returns, oh, they did it so fucking well. It was two parter, right? And I think they they thought like for the long Halloween, we gotta treat it with the same respect of making it a two parter, right? Because Killing Joke was just one film. And, you know, maybe next time we'll do another re-review where we'll do the compare and contrast of it, yeah. you know, because there's a lot of differences between the movie, too. And it's like, eh, that was that, that for me, it's the weakest out of the, the main, you know, because the main Batman films have been made, right? They're like iconic stories are like, right, Dark Knight Returns, uh, Killing Joke, this one, Long Halloween and Hush, right? Year one. Oh, year one was good, yeah. though. That, that was one movie, too. That was only yeah, one movie. That was good. Shit. What else? Well, and then I guess looking- the, the Red Hood, the the yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a that modern, was a, that was a modern, modern classic. classic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was good too. Yeah, one of the best for sure. Dude, I, I would love man- to see a fucking three Jokers animated. I think that shit would be fire. That'd be fucking wild. They'll probably do that shit eventually, dude. Batman animated features are the fucking shiznit. Nah, but now, like I just said, now before the three jokers, I want a nightfall. They gotta give us nightfall, and it has to be a two-parter at least or three with nightfall, because that's a, that's a that's a. Oh, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Story, man. I was thinking the same. That'd be dope as shit, folks. Go fucking watch the Long Halloween parts one and two on HBO Max. Read the shit out of it in Comicsology. Immerse yourself in some bat scariness. This is Chez. Love you guys. Yo, and this is Miguel. I want to say happy Halloween, fucking everybody. Word. I hope you enjoyed the fucking our Halloween deep dive of Batman the Long Halloween. Give us a shout out on fucking Instagram and Twitter at Legion on Zoom. Uh, and also, you know, just fucking follow us here on YouTube and fucking wherever you get your podcasts. Nice. And stay safe out there in fucking Halloween. Have a good time. Yep. And, and you know, there's some irony here, right? Because hasn't this been a long Halloween? Like, oh, everyone's wearing oh! it. I'm gonna leave you with that thought, and this is Rod. Yeah, Peace. That's it, that's it, that's it. We have, we have, we have. Bye, 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 bye. <laughs>
Legion on Zoom, starring and produced by Jose Perez, a.k.a. Chez, Rodney Martinez, and myself, Miguel Arce. Click subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or shoot us an email at legiononzoom at gmail.com. And don't forget to follow us on social media at Legion on Zoom.